Well, welcome to Talk It Out, the show where we ask some questions and get to spend some time answering them and discussing them. My name is Chase. I'm one of your hosts. I'm really honored to be able uh, to share with you today, to get to ask some questions and really reflect on how these truths, the truths that we see throughout God's Word, apply to our life today and apply to the lives of the people around us that we could share it with. Looking forward to our conversation today. Before we jump in, I do have a couple things I wanted to share with you. I wanted to remind you that these episodes come out weekly, so subscribe wherever you listen, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you listen to the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, you get to see our pretty faces, my pretty face today. So you're, you know, congratulations, you're welcome. Subscribe there on YouTube as well so that you can get these episodes every week that we upload them. And the second thing is this, we send out an email every Wednesday that has more content from blog posts to reminders about the podcast episode to upcoming series, ask some questions, have just some different tools in there that help you continue to stay connected ultimately to God's word and the things that he's teaching us together as a church family. So subscribe to that. You can just go on the homepage, crossnumberchurch.org and go all the way to the bottom. You can sign up there for those email updates and you'll get those each week. Like I said, we usually send those out on Wednesdays and you'll get those right to your inbox and there'll be some tools each week to help you once again, stay connected and uh, grow. Let's do this. Let's dive in today. If you are watching, you see my computer in front of you. If you're listening, I've got my MacBook right here in front of me. And just a few days ago, probably a couple of weeks ago, if we're being honest, I was working on it and I had that system update reminder pop up. And, you know, sometimes you get these updates and like if you're using a web browser, it'll be like, hey, next time you close your browser, we'll update it. Don't you worry about it. Just keep on keeping on. And then when you open your browser again, after you closed it, it's updated. There you go. Sometimes when you're doing a software update, it can take a few minutes. And I say a few, a few as in three or a few as in 30. It just depends. And I got uh, this software update and I took a picture of it. It's got the, you know, the black screen with the white Apple logo and then that little time bar at the bottom. When I shot it, it said, hey, about 18 minutes remaining. And I was like, wow. And I remember this happening in the middle of me getting work done, answering emails, writing some stuff out for that weekly email that we send out, just in the middle of work, you know? And and I thought, oh, this would be a quick update. I had already put off this update every time that notification popped down to update your computer. I pushed it off several times. And so I thought, oh, let me just do this real quick. Little did I know that this update was going to take a lot longer than I expected. And here's what's funny is the update made me do something. It made me pause. It made me stop what I was doing. It made me slow down. It made me quit working for a few minutes and honestly, like, have to find something else to do. Now, whether I found other work to do, whether I, I don't know, took a bathroom break, or I just sat there and didn't do anything for a few minutes, this software update caused me to stop dead in my tracks and have to pause and wait for it to be finished. You know, what's funny is this software update happens to all of us, happens on our phones, happens on all of our devices in some capacity. But what's funny is like, we're basically a computer ourselves. We need our own updates. We need our own pauses in our life where we download new information. We let that information sit with us and it changes the way that we operate moving forward. Sometimes we run off the same old operating system and never actually slow down or pause to be updated. 
You see, what this software update reminded me of is it reminded me really of the importance and the necessity of us stopping things, stopping work, stopping certain things in our life, causing us to have to pause and to reset before we engage in something again. It reminds me really of the life of Jesus and how constantly as you read through the gospels that Jesus would withdraw himself from the crowd, from the disciples, from the group of people he was traveling with, and he would spend time resting, praying. You kind of see these words interchange. And and so who knows, maybe he was on his knees that entire time praying to his heavenly father. Maybe he was just taking a nap. Maybe he wasn't doing anything but sitting and just reflecting on his life and what was ahead of him. You see, these moments in our life, these software updates, these moments that cause us to pause, that cause us to stop what we're doing, that cause us to reset are so important. They're so valuable to us continuing to grow in our life. I think about where Jesus found himself in Luke chapter five. He had and speaking to the crowds of people. He'd been healing people and the crowds continued to follow him. And, and I love this says, but Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. He would often find himself kind of in a secretive way, like getting away from everyone when nobody was looking. And he would go off by himself and rest and pray. He would disconnect from the crowds of people. Honestly, like he was becoming a popular person. He was a teacher who taught like no one had ever seen. He was a healer who was healing people like no one had ever done. He was the son of God. He was the son of God with flesh on. And so of course, he's gonna draw a crowd to himself, but he constantly would build into his rhythm, into his life, these moments of disconnection and rest. He would get away from the crowds and he would rest. I've always wondered like, what was happening in those moments? When he got to the wilderness, was God speaking to him? Was he just napping? What was he really doing? What did it, you know, when it says he, he would get away into the wilderness and pray, what were his prayers like? But I kind of love the mystery of us not really knowing. We don't know what was happening. And, and honestly, like, we don't necessarily need to know the specifics. What we see, and I think what we can learn, what we can pull from the life of Jesus when it comes to rest is that he did it often. It was cyclical. It was part of the rhythms of his life. And because of this, he continued to do good work. You see, rest brought the ability to continue to do good. We need software updates. We need times where we have to pause because we are not ready to move forward in the season of life that we find ourselves. This idea of a vacation, like that's fun and we plan for these things, but a vacation happens, what, once or twice a year. We need to find rest always. We need to find moments of rest every day. And I'm using this word rest importantly because I'm not talking about sleep. Like sleep is important. We kind of know that. We can read that. We can study that. Uh, we know that we all need to sleep. We know that our bodies heal overnight. Our brains heal as we sleep. But even just beyond sleep every night, there needs to be moments through our days, through our weeks, where we find ourselves resting. We've got to find moments to rest. You know, what's really interesting is I, I was reading up about the importance of rest and I found out about this thing I'd never heard of called the default mode network. 
It's kind of a newer sort of thing when it comes to brain studies. And it really has picked up, honestly, just from like the 1970s till now, that we've begun to understand that there are parts of our brain that are connected to this default mode network. And what that means is this, is that as we're listening to this podcast, as we read an article, as we are learning something new, there's so much information that our brain takes in every single day. And as we sleep and also and this was the newer part, even as we rest, even as we're still awake, but we're just resting, what happens is in this default mode network, our brain begins to filter out the waste. I've read multiple articles that actually refer to it as toxins. Like our brain is cleansing itself, which is so strange to think about. And I mean, like physically cleansing itself. Like I read about this uh, liquid uh, that actually will wash across your brain as you rest or as you sleep. And it literally like washes the toxins off your brain. It's so strange. But the point was this, that our brain goes through and filters out in our times of rest and sleep. Our brain filters out the stuff that is not valuable, the stuff that may not even be true. And it takes all of the things that we take in from our, the things that we learn, from the things that someone tells us, the things that we see driving home, the daydreams that we have, it takes all of it and begins to shape how we see the world, how we see ourselves. And if it shapes the way we see ourselves in the world, it also means that it's connecting these dots across multiple patterns of thoughts and visions and things we hear and things we see and things we say and things we do. And it helps even shape the way that we interact and see God at work in our life. This default mode network is a valuable part of our brain, but it only begins to operate when we rest or we sleep. It's at times when we push the work away, we like push ourselves in that sliding office chair away from the desk and we sit back and we just pause that that default mode network kicks in. The article I read, it gave such a great example. It said, when you're trying to solve a problem and you've spent hours in, in that meeting or by yourself or days trying to think, how are we going to do this? And then all of a sudden, like you pause your work, you go take a shower, you go take the dog for a walk, like you just take a break and then boom, something connects in your brain that says, that's the solution. I never would have thought of that. And it works. That moment, that thing, that feeling you get, that moment that happens where all the dots connect when you've taken a step back from the actual problem in front of you, that is the default mode network at play. This only happens when we rest. Now, we may not have had these words at the time of Jesus, though these words, default mode network, these studies, they were at play. They're the thing that God created, right? Jesus may not have called that that at that moment, but that's what was at work. And Jesus knew that, I think, and that was why he would go off and rest. He would go off and pray. He would go off and growing up in, in the circles I grew up in, we would say like going away and connecting with God. But in that connection with God, we would push ourselves away from the work, away from the service, away from the things that we had to do. And we would just rest. I've heard this term so much about resting in God's presence. I always wonder like, what does that really mean? Because isn't God everywhere? Like that we say he's everywhere. So am I not in his presence now? Sure you are. But are you resting? Like, are you pausing the work? Are you being quiet? Are you spending moments in silence? Are you getting yourself to a place where you're not thinking about the next problem, the next thing that is ahead of you? Are you just resting? Are you stopping? Are you pausing everything? 
Because just like a software update, when we download this update and then it begins to update in the computer, it begins to upload itself into the processes of our computer. Like in the same way as we rest, as we download an update, those things start to work their way through our brain. As we rest and spend time meditating, not studying, but just meditating on a verse, on a word, on a truth about who God is, that truth begins to connect the dots across every aspect of our life from how we parent to how we operate in our marriages to how we operate at work to the way that we see work and the importance of it to how we see ourselves, how we see our community. The default mode network comes into play and begins to connect those truths that we see, that we meditate on. And all of a sudden, we actually can finally say, not just say it, but believe it and experience like, yes, God's word is alive. What I read, the truths I meditate on, the moments and the, the person of God that I rest in begins to connect the dots for me across my entire life. How do we battle compartmentalizing our faith away from just a Sunday faith to the rest of the week? We do this. We find moments of rest. We find moments where we pause the work and we say, okay, I've, I've got to pause. I've got a software update because I'm struggling. I'm dealing with anxiety. I'm dealing with worry. I'm dealing with fear. And we say, let me push myself away from this and let me just rest. Let me find a moment. Let me find that spot and let me just go and sit. What's funny is like these studies were very, very specific about, about differentiating between rest and sleep. Sleep is probably more important when it really comes down to it. But sleep and rest, they go hand in hand. When you daydream, when you rest, like these are important moments in your day because they are moments when your brain starts to work out what is true, what is not, and filters through the stuff, the mess, the junk that has built up. And it brings us back to, here's what I know is true. And we set our minds on what is right. And we then act and speak and love and live based on those things. If you've been running, so much that you have not paused. You've not taken that personal day off. You've got 10 of them. Take a day off. This is your reminder to do that. And don't sleep all day. Sleep in maybe, but like go and rest. Sit outside. Take a walk. Do something that's not work. Do something that's not engaging your brain at such a level that you're trying to learn a new process or develop a new school. Like go do something you enjoy. This is what Jesus did. He would slip off into the wilderness. He would leave the group and spend time praying. He would get away from the crowds. One verse we read, I believe in Mark, he, he like gets on a boat and just takes off. He's out of there. And he rests. And what I love is once again, like your phone, it's got to update. Your computer's got to update. When your computer, your phone updates, like take that moment right there to pause, to push the work away and just rest. Go get a cup of coffee, talk to a coworker, text a friend, but find moments, build a rhythm of rest throughout your days and your weeks. You see, because I think what happens then, once we learn to rest, once we learn to engage and rest, once we start to get that new software in ourselves, a new way of thinking, a new way of seeing the world, that is when God begins to draw us to do new things. Now, much like this software update, when I update, my computer does new things now. It has learned some new things. And what's funny is it's not a new computer. 
Nothing has changed about the hardware of this computer, but it's what the hardware is able to do that completely changes my experience as a user with it. Hear me, like your body does not change. You're not going to grow another arm. You're not going to grow a bunch of extra brain cells. Your muscles don't get stronger. They may heal, but like you're not going to literally physically transform when you rest or when you sleep. But something happens inside of you. Something happens the way that your brain processes, the way that, that you begin to see things different. You have a new perception about things when you rest. And this isn't just to keep living the way you did. This is to help you develop a new way to live, to take on more challenges, to take on a bigger risk. I mean, this was what Jesus did over and over is he would help some people and he would go away and rest and he would come back and he would teach his socks off, man. He would tell people, hey, here's what you've heard, but here was the truth behind all of what you've heard. Here's what you've seen, the life of these religious leaders and people, but here's the truth behind what they should have been saying and doing. And then he would go off and resting and he would come back with something else. He would come back and do new things on and on and on. Listen to me, when you rest, when you get a new way of thinking, of believing, of seeing the world, when your brain processes, when you get a new software update, you have the opportunity to then do bigger and newer things. You have an opportunity to take on bigger risk and bigger challenges and still be the same literal person. Rest gives us an avenue to take those big risks because we have processed, we've learned, and our brain has processed things differently to see the world in a different light. This is the opportunity that we have when we join the life of Jesus and finding these rhythms of rest. Now, let's be honest. Sometimes a software update can be frustrating, right? Because it means that our device is doing something new. Most of the time, an update means that it's more efficient. On paper, it makes sense that this will be a quicker way to get something done, to solve a problem on our device. But for us, it takes some relearning in the beginning. And it takes some time and patience to actually say, man, this update was worth it. But hear me, like that change typically leads to us doing things faster. It leads to us problem solving quicker. It leads to us being able to accomplish more with less. Like this is why we get software updates. And the truth is the same for you and me. When we rest, when our brain washes all the toxins out, when our brain starts to connect the dots across the different pieces of our life and paints this new picture, with that picture, hopefully we can take that and we can live our life better. We can see, oh, God was at work in all of these different places. We can see, oh, I'm really good with this skill here, but I've never applied it here. What if I did? Like all of a sudden the world changes. And the software update, though sometimes it, is a little hard in the beginning. The new assignment we may get, the new world perspective we have after rest, after stepping back and seeing the picture in its entirety, sometimes it's a little hard to get going again, but it should. What Jesus tells us, this abundant life he calls us to, it is better than the old way of thinking and living. You know, I just got done with a lunch this lunch was an appreciation lunch for some of the women in our church who serve as receptionists. They answer the phone, they answer the door, whether it's deliveries or people stopping by for different things. And it was really cool to hear their stories. Lots of different stories. We got most of them who are grandmas and they got grandkids and they, they love getting to serve in the capacity that they serve in. But one of them, Kathy, and, and Kathy is awesome and 
We see Kathy a lot from serving at that front desk to serving with our kids ministry on Sunday. But it was funny because Kathy talked about how she worked at Nestle for 30 years, like three decades of working at the same place. And she said like it was a challenge even just volunteering, coming to this position as a volunteer in a new space as a receptionist and having to relearn all the different programs, all the different kind of assignments that there were, the different people, the different offices, the different locations people might be in. And she said, like, I, I was a little overwhelmed at first because I, I'd learned all this. I'd done this for 30 years with Nestle. It took me all those years to feel good and confident and comfortable with my job. And then choosing as a volunteer, nonetheless, to engage in a new way and a new world and, and a new process and new people and new assignments and new programs that are used, that was a huge step. It's a huge step for someone who did it for 30 years and doesn't need to do it anymore to willingly choose to say, no, I want to engage in that. We don't like that feeling. But once again, a software update means we're moving up. We're moving on to be more efficient, to do a better job, to have a better opportunity to get more things and better work done. And though it may be hard in the beginning, it ultimately leads us to living and being able to do greater things. I love how Seth Godin puts it when he talks about change. He says this, it's not that we don't like change, it's that we don't like what change does to us. It pushes us to a place of incompetence for a season. <laughs> Listen, a software update is change. And for that first season, those first initial moments of trying to figure it out, we feel incompetent. Nobody wants to choose to feel incompetent. Nobody wants to admit to being incompetent. Nobody wants to feel dumb especially when they are choosing with their own free time, free resource, free energy that they have to engage in something that's new because we don't like to feel that way. This is why it's easier to stay at that job you've been at for years because you know it. You know how to get it done. You know how to get it done with probably as little effort as possible and you go home. Making a change would require you to be incompetent again. You'd go from being a veteran to a rookie. You'd go to being the trainer to the trainee. But hear me, when we talk about God making all things new, when every day is an opportunity to pick up our cross daily, this is us becoming incompetent again. This is us saying, okay, God, I know what I know from yesterday, but you're teaching me new things even today. And I'm ready to learn. When we rest, when we pause, when we disengage from the busyness, from the things that make us comfortable, when we disengage from the work we've done forever that we can even do mindlessly, we get this opportunity to take a risk, to step out and to do something new, to try something new, to take that big risk, to re-engage with a group of people, whatever that might look like. These are the opportunities that happen when we allow ourselves to make a positive change. I don't know what your rhythms of rest look like, but hear me, rest is key to making positive changes. Rest is key to taking yourself from one place to a better place. And rest was an example left to us by the greatest person of all, Jesus. He shows us that the rhythms of rest throughout our life is what leads us to a new and better life every day will allow it. So if you find yourself today like, man, I find myself like this a lot. I'm comfortable. I'm good, man. 
I've figured things out. It's really easy for me to just tap that cruise control button and cruise at a comfortable speed. And I can give you every excuse why I should do that in the season. I've got kids and I'm tired and the holidays are coming and there's this to get done at work and there's this. And so I just need to take it easy and just stay with what I know. But the thing is like, don't you get tired of that? Don't you get tired of living a comfortable, safe life? Don't you miss those moments where you were learning something new and it every day felt different? Every day felt like there were new things being revealed to you? Like, I remember these moments in my life. I remember these moments in my spiritual journey. Take a risk. Go out and serve. Go out and help. But all of those things came, all of those visions and the insight, like those epiphany moments came after a time of rest. After a time of breaking the cycle that I found myself in, it could be literally going and just taking an afternoon off and going for a walk, sitting at a park, doing nothing. It could be taking a weekend away. And it doesn't have to be an expensive weekend. Like, ask a friend if you can stay with them for a couple days over the weekend just to get out of your normal house and your normal routines and disciplines and chores that you do and just go and don't do any of it. Just go rest. Go disconnect from the things that get your brain going constantly and find out what happens when you get out of your comfortable routine and all of a sudden you begin to hear different things and see different things and they connect with things that God was trying to show you through your routines that you couldn't see. But when you stepped away, all of a sudden it became clear, like this is why rest is important. Mike Foster, who's an author and speaker, he wrote this training called Rescue Lab. And one of the tools that he wrote in there is one of my favorite things. I still like to use it for myself and I like to share it with people. And it's called the canteen. And it's a picture of like a camping canteen. Think of a bottle or an algae or whatever, you know, Yeti. Pick your, your cup, your container of water you might use when you're camping, when you're on a trip, whatever. But the idea is this canteen has four different layers, four different levels. Like the bottom of the canteen is your daily section. And then above daily, you've got weekly. Then above that, you've got monthly. And then above that, you've got this kind of quarterly in a year or just annually. And the idea of this canteen is for you to sit down and think, okay, when do I get my break? water break, right? When you're going hiking, you take those moments where you rest, you eat a snack, you drink a bunch of water, and then you keep hiking for a while. This picture was like, when I rest, when I stop and take a break, my water break, I get the canteen out. Daily, what does my daily rest look like? Is that an afternoon where I step outside and I sit in the sun for a few minutes? Is that me waking up early in the morning and doing nothing but sipping a hot coffee on the back porch of my house, my apartment, wherever you live, what does it look like for me to daily rest? Then that next layer, the weekly, like weekly, how do I rest? The old practice of this weekly moment of pausing that we see in the Old Testament is called the Sabbath. And it's this idea of not working, not laboring, of resting. Yes, sleeping, but like legitimately just resting, not doing anything. Can you imagine taking an entire day-long period of just disengaging from work, from putting your hand to the plow, from you doing a bunch of chores? I struggled with this. I always thought Sabbath just meant the work that I did at home, not the work I did at work, right? And it's like, well, I got my list of chores on my day off, so I'm gonna go and mow the lawn and hang those pictures and fix this thing in the garage. And it's like, that's not it. Like, those things need to get done, 
But that's not Sabbath, right? Sabbath is this. It's built in from the beginning. When God rested after he created everything we see, he rested. There is this importance of rest. So what does it look like for you on on a weekly basis? Maybe you start with a half day. Maybe you start with a full day. Maybe you start with an hour, whatever it takes for you to stop working, stop building, stop developing, stop growing, and simply rest. And then think about it on a monthly or a quarterly or annually sort of level. Like, do you take a trip? And I'm not talking like a vacation with your kids to the beach because I just did that this past year. That's not a vacation. That's not restful. It's a trip. It's a vacation. But when we're making memories, we're having fun, we're tired at the end of the day. What I mean is like, what does it look like for you to take that trip where you rest? Maybe if you're married, it's you and your spouse getting some babysitters, dropping the kids off at the grandparents' house. And like for a weekend, you go away and you don't do anything. If you're like me, you got your to-do list and you want to go see all the sites, like that's really hard to have no agenda. But there's something powerful in breaking out of your routine, breaking out of the cycle of what you see every day, Monday through Sunday, right? And getting out of that world for even just a night, but especially if you can for even a couple days, a weekend trip, and just getting out of the normal and resting. Watch how God can show up in those spaces. Don't make this harder on yourself. Don't make this cost more than it needs to. Reach out to a friend. Have them take your kids. Have them watch your dog, whatever it takes, and get away. Go find yourself a spot to rest. And God modeled it with his Sabbath. Jesus modeled it with his routine, his rhythms of rest. The Holy Spirit in us can draw us to those places of rest where he'll do all the work. We have to do none of it. My favorite verses in Romans 8 is I think about the Holy Spirit interceding on our behalf with words that we don't even know. Like sometimes we don't even know how we feel because we we haven't taken time to even put words to it. But the Holy Spirit does like go and rest. Let him work it out. Let him do the work inside of you. Let him connect the dots across your brain. Let him reveal what your next step might be out of the comfortable, safe zone that you've been living in for this season. Take some time to update your software. Take some time to to step back and to rest. Maybe you have a hobby that helps you do that. Maybe you have a person that helps you do that. But I want to challenge you. Within the next three days, would you find an hour of your time to rest? I'm not saying catch up on that book you've been meaning to read. I'm not saying to go off and and go do that activity you've been meaning to get to. Really rest. Just turn it all off. Turn it off. Sit outside. Sit in the sun. Don't read. Don't try to think about something. Don't try to learn. Don't try to put something together. Like, that's not rest. Those are chores. Get to those later. But rest. Pause. Let yourself update. Let your brain do some work in that default mode network. Let your body heal. Let your body exhale and see how God might speak to you. See how God might reveal something to you that you haven't been able to connect yet because you haven't slowed down. See the new and wonderful and abundant life he draws you to as you find these rhythms of rest. So thank you for joining today. Like I said, seriously, three days. You got three days to figure out an hour of rest. Some of you are already ready to go. Go do it right now. Turn this off and go and rest. Take that big breath in and exhale. So thank you for joining, for talking out. Thank you 
for being willing to engage in this type of content, for letting it speak to your heart, for letting it challenge you. It's challenging me. As I sit here, I think about, man, how am I gonna rest? Like, I've got to fight for my rest. You probably do too, but I know it's gonna be worth it. So thank you for joining us, for talking out, for engaging in this content. We look forward to getting to have these conversations every week. Uh, And it's thanks to you. Thank you so much for listening and for sharing this with somebody else. We'll see you next time right here on Talk It Out.